0: Hello and welcome to the Animation Industry Podcast. My name is Terry and uh, every time I go to the dollar store, I have this compulsive urge to check out the craft selection and just buy everything they have. My apartment is uh, filled to the brim. Every cupboard I, I have is filled with craft supplies. I have an addiction, I think. This chat is with Oscar nominated animator Lachlan Pendragon, who is based in Brisbane, Australia, and who is best known for his stop motion film, An Ostrich Told Me The World Is Fake and I Think I Believe It. And if you haven't seen this film and you're a stop motion animator, shame on you. It is a must watch. (laughs) for anybody who loves animation, but specifically stop-motion animation. It is quite fun. Now, in our chat, he shares how he stumbled into stop-motion, what the industry is like in Australia for stop-motion animators, and all the behind the scenes of how he made his Oscar-nominated film. But first, this episode is sponsored by Toon Boom Animation. For over 30 years, Toon Boom has led the global market in pre-production and 2D animation software, serving clients in over 140 countries. And they are doing another giveaway of their software to one of my listeners. This time it's with a three month license of Harmony Premium, which is a value of over $500. To enter this draw, simply fill out your name and email in the form in the description of this chat. It's really that easy. Now, if you aren't familiar with Toon Boom, they are used by the largest gaming and animation studio around the world. It is an all-in-one, end-to-end 2D animation software that allows animators to create cutout and paperless animation in every style. You can start your free trial by visiting ToonBoom.com or just enter my draw to become the lucky winner of the free three-month license. I'll be drawing the winner by the end of this week, so be sure to enter ASAP. The link is in the description of this chat. And now, without further ado, let's jump in. Hi, Lachlan.
1: How are you? Hey, Terry. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm great. Nice <laughs> to talk to you.
0: Great. What is it like jumping on a Zoom call with an internet stranger being prepared to talk about your professional animation life? Like, what is what is that on your end? Because I do this every single I've done this for 250 weeks in a row. <laughs> so I'm. Yeah, and I'm I, used I, to it. Are you
1: used to it? Yeah, okay. I'm used to it. Um, How's it for you? Ah, oh, uh, it's yeah. I'm I'm more used to it than than I was maybe two years ago. Yeah. Um, I think we're all more used to it, just like COVID and 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 being more used to screens and talking to people through screens. Um, I do prefer in person, um, but uh, but you know that all, that can't always happen. Um, but yeah, I, there's always that um, that immediate like technological oh can you hear me uh like that kind of
0: thing Um, well i just i also mean like you know uh pre coming out with your short films that have gained a lot of attention versus post now everybody wants to talk to you like how how is that
1: yeah that's yeah it's it's overwhelming um i uh yeah made this short film um and was slowly getting traction with festivals over about a year or so um and at that time you would you would beg like uh magazines or uh, like uh what do you call it? like um oh, article okay. writing people yeah. published yeah um uh to you know do a story or to do something like that um and it would take a lot of effort uh, for people to to do that um then like immediately after um the nominations for the oscars are announced um they all come in flooding and and you 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 suddenly can't do them all and you've got to uh, yeah you did you
0: did you ever say oh you didn't want to talk to me before but you want to talk to me now no thanks <laughs>
1: um <laughs> oh no I'm not I mean um no
0: no that was uh, it was no time to be like that. I don't think. Um, so like, but, uh, so like, you come. The film stays the same. I mean, I, I feel like we're jumping all over. Films the again. same,
1: exactly. The film yeah.
0: stays the same. You're the same person. It's just the media attention switches suddenly. So like, do you people really didn't give you the time of day before? Did they even check out your film or anything or or like? Um,
1: I think yeah. There's still this. The I think the right people still like uh liked it, the people who did look at it and and um yeah, it was just uh, I think the like animation people uh liked it and 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 stuff like that, but I think with the Oscars it uh the general people know know what that is, and yeah. I think um that's when just normal news outlets um catch wind of it and want to do something
0: um maybe we should sorry to sporadically jump on you but yeah. maybe we should back up a little bit and talk about you know growing up in australia right like how much stop motion is there as an industry or like influence like when i like growing up in canada i can't even think of any canadian produced off the top of my head i'm sure i can actually i can think of a couple but like there's not a lot of stop motion influence in canada it's mostly from the uk and united states and like After high school, I I was like, there's no chance for me to get in stop motion. There's no opportunity here. But like, so I didn't even bother. But like Australia, like tell me about, tell me about why you decided to pursue stop motion and like what the industry was like there.
1: Yeah, I pursued stop motion in a kind of roundabout way. It definitely wasn't, oh, there's so much money in stop motion. That's where I want to be, that kind Uh, of thing. Every Oscar nominee
0: film is in stop motion. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, I think, like, originally, I thought I would go into live action. I think that was where Mm. it first started. Like, I really enjoyed um, making films on the weekend, playing with cameras and and stuff like that. Um, And so I applied to film school uh out of out of high school but I didn't get in to the film program um so I had animation as like my second preference it's like okay that's a different way of making films um I had made an animation in high school um and enjoyed it like you like a clay animated um thing uh and enjoyed that process I think at I didn't realize at the time that that would lead anywhere but um I, you know, was studying it and learning as much as I could. And I think that's yeah, all it was at in the beginning was just, okay, I'm just gonna learn a bunch of stuff and see what uh what connects um and and what uh, what fits the best. Um I didn't really uh return to stop motion until like my second or third year um at university. Um and that's kind of where it made sense. Um, Like I tried 2D and 3D
0: Mm. um, and they were really
1: interesting. And I then later used a lot of those tools um, in the stop motion work that I did. Um, But when I got back to stop motion, um, it clicked. And I think the the problem solving of it was was finally felt right for me. Um, Maybe because it is sort of this middle ground between live action filmmaking and yeah. animation you're still like using cameras and sets and stuff like that you're just doing it very slow and over a long time
0: so why okay so you didn't get into the film school you wanted and this is actually hilarious cuz this happened to me too a uh, little known yeah. fact <laughs> people listening i actually applied to get into directing and film school and got uh-huh into uh accepted into producing instead and i was like screw that i'm not gonna do film at all (laughs) here we are (laughs) so okay so like um because i've seen your stuff and it's very like character based uh which lends itself to live action very easily so were you just pursuing um like storytelling in general like how can what is the the best outlet for me to tell these stories and you know you started in live action and then tried cg and 2d and and then stumbled into stop motion and found that that was like the most holistic place. Um yeah, I think it is probably
1: something like that um where yeah, you want to tell stories and um you're finding the right tools that work for you. Um and I think yeah, stop motion there's definitely a lot of control over everything because there is still definitely a lot of differences between stop motion and live action. There's um uh there's similarities of course but um i think the level of control you have over everything is is a lot more um you can spend a lot more time uh in the moment with the with the puppet and and while you're creating those performances gotcha so
0: you you create your thesis film the toll which is like um about a guy who's like super super bored i guess (laughs) yeah Yep. um and uh, you graduate and then then what happens so like you've got yeah. this thesis film in stop motion you've created this this thing uh you're graduated like where wh- what was the next step for you like did you try to pursue a career um or did you go right into s- studying your <laughs> doctorate uh yeah so i finished my
1: my undergrad like bachelor degree yeah um and made this stop motion film and it's like, yeah, that feels right. And then you kind of leave thinking, okay, how am I going to turn that into a career? Um, and where I'm from is Brisbane, Australia, um, where there's not really a stop motion scene. Um, and so I, I still felt like I had a lot more to learn and then wasn't quite, I wasn't quite at the level where, um, where I could, you know, work on, on a feature film or, Um, join a studio quite yet um and so I uh I continued studying and did another year um like an honors degree which is like another year added on to your bachelor degree um and I treated that as kind of a um uh, let's let's figure out or like let's keep learning these skills um I'd made this short film and it kind of um was very taxing on like i i i finished making this 5 minute short film and was like i i don't want to make another short film or like i don't want to go down that that road that's how it felt at the time um and so I, for my honors year i was making lots of little like 15 second 6 second little uh micro shorts um and so uh my thinking there was like okay i want to make lots of different things or like i want to complete a projects um a lot faster than I normally am with like a five minute short film um and so that felt good when you when you could have you could finish lots of different things in in a short amount of time like uh like you could do a 15 second thing in a month or a couple weeks um that was that felt really good for that year um and by the end I tried a lot of different things um and then by the end of that year, I had found work as a as a stop motion animator just through chance, I guess that um, they needed a stop motion animator for an advertising campaign, and there's not a lot of stop motion animators around here where I'm from, so I was like, yeah, it, like it felt like I was the the obvious fit, and I could step up and and um, and do that work. Um, and I did that for a while and I loved it. I liked it was different again because I could just be an animator um, as opposed to previously I was always doing every part of the production. Um, and so that was a n- nice change of like I can focus entirely on this one thing um, yeah. and and do as, as good a job as I can. Um, but eventually like you still have this feeling in the in the that you're like I want to have uh, like I want to be involved in more I want to um, uh, yeah I want to have a say in what the story is or um, that was still there um, and uh, eventually that work dried up and um, I was then back to thinking okay what now you know what what, what work can I do now um, I still felt like I had a lot to learn um, and I still loved the stop motion animating of it um and so one of the ways that i could continue doing that was um through research like academic research i could go back to university um as a researcher and i could choose to do stop motion um depending what the research was Um, so it was kind of this roundabout way of, of finding ways that I could continue uh, developing this skill that I enjoyed knowing full well that it's, it's not a lucrative endeavor or it's very difficult to um, find work in it. Um, But I I just had that itch of like, that's, um, that's what connected the most, like constantly um, throughout my career so far. And even to this day, I, I have those thoughts of like, is now the time to, you know, switch to CG
0: animation or or something else, you know? Um, Listen, every there's so many people in CG already. Like you're going to compete against all of them. But but let me ask you this. So like uh, you finish your thesis film, which is five minutes, which yep. is a huge production, like stop motion, five minutes. You're doing everything, your character building, your set designing, your editing, blah, blah, blah. And then you spend a year just making very short, short, videos um what was the difference in what you learned versus like handling a large project with uh like it's five minutes and doing everything versus uh you know doing short clips? because there are a lot of people out there who have like their stop motion film dream and they start this huge project and like (laughs) then there's other people who just do like very short stuff so like uh for like social media or whatever so like for for you like what was the difference in in learning like how did each one change where you got to now
1: um I think with the like the micro stuff like 15 30 seconds um that stuff is like the time constraint I think is is more for freeing I guess you it's you're more willing to take a big risk on something knowing that well, this is going to be over in a couple of weeks, or it's like I'm not committing as much time to it. Right. Um,
0: so, what's like so a big risk it, you would take for something shorter?
1: Um, I guess uh, like uh, like either it's a technical thing, like a stylistic choice, or a, um, or a, a technique that you want to try out, but not sure if it's going to work properly. You can do that on a 15 second thing, and if it fails, that's fine. You know, it that at least you learned something um and uh I think story-wise you did you uh yeah you you weren't workshopping as much um because of the time constraint and and because um I guess it was um like in like I I always like to try and make my animations feel somewhat spontaneous or like uh, in live action where, uh, you know, you might go out and, and film something over the weekend, the animation equivalent of that, you know, you can't really do um, over the weekend, um, but I still kind of want to capture that as if yeah. it did happen in a, in a short moment without. Um, it's interesting you said that
0: thought motion is all about like planning and control, but you're looking for something kind of magical and spontaneous by Uh, doing something very short and a little bit more risky, (laughs) I guess. Mm. Um, Okay. Interesting. I I have some follow-up questions on that. But first I want to know, like, so you finished working on advertisements. Uh, It was a great experience, but you're like yearning for more specific stop motion. Why would you choose to go back to school where you're paying to go to school versus uh, just... Do your own thing on your own time. Um, like, what was the choice to like go back into academia in order to do stop motion versus just choosing to do stop motion?
1: That's a great question. I um because I had already done my bachelor and my honors year. When you go into higher degree research, or you do what I did, which was my my doctorate, the uni. <laughs> kind of it goes the other way they pay you to I research was and be the answer. <laughs> they uh they pay for like living expenses and stuff like that so it was that opportunity of like I didn't have to worry too much about money for uh, time and I could then invest in in developing those skills
0: so did so you went to Griffith film um... Portable. School, yes. School. Did they have stop motion equipment there? Have they? Were, yes. They were, okay. So they. So there's already somewhat uh, of knowledgeable, like I guess, profs and and technicians who know kind of this stuff. Uh yeah. Uh it, yeah.
1: Though it's a very. It's still a niche within the film school, but there's definitely a a group of people who have a strong, um, yeah, appreciation for it and 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 knowledge for it.
0: Got you. so what is okay so uh I guess another question is what were you researching in the program like I know you obviously produce like uh an ostrich told me the world is fake and I think I believe it is almost right? there almost, yeah yeah good <laughs> um <laughs> on the top of my head <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously it put them on the map a little bit too, I'm sure. And they were very, probably very proud to have all the attention of, you know, being an Oscar nominated film yeah. coming out of nowhere, uh, for the first time, like, you know, mm-hmm. so but what, what was your research proposal? Like, hi, I'm going to research stop motion. Like, I'm just curious.
1: Yeah. Well, that's not enough. You can't, well, I wish that that was, was enough, you know, I'm just researching stop motion. Um, I knew it was going to be related to stop motion in some way and so that's kind of where it started was okay i'm a researcher now what does that mean how like i have to come up with a research topic um and so it started in a place of okay what do i like so much about stop motion why is it special or different or what, what does it have um that uh that other mediums don't have or um uh and then into that was um I guess this fear whether it's irrational or not, but um CGI was is, is getting very, very good and it can replicate a stop motion aesthetic um okay. quite well. Um and on the other side of things, stop motion technology like 3D printing and uh motion control and um, integration with CG um, is kind of it's to the point where you can create pretty much anything you want um and it can look great and and it sort of um again came back to this question of what is so special about stop motion or like how do these new technologies influence that um because uh in my work I use a lot of 3D printing and and stuff like that and so I was very conscious of of retaining uh like the handmade qualities and those that tactile charm which was part of what was so special about um stop motion
0: i I mean this is a question i ask myself every day (laughs) i do stop motion (laughs) because essentially Mm. you know like stop motion and cg cg can replicate stop motion to that uh sometimes i can't even tell and and like i've even seen cg animators uh like animate like it looks like somebody behind the scenes animating a stop motion over a time lapse and it's all cg i don't know if you've seen uh, uh. That, but like somebody's been doing that recently we're like tricked you it's not actually a stop motion time lapse of somebody animating this puppet it's actually all cg oh, which is God. crazy so, <laughs> but you actually researched this and and so i'm curious to like hear you know what what are i guess maybe like to the lay person what are the qualities that they appreciate in stop motion if you know mm-hmm if the medium is the message, like if it's CG versus 2d versus stop motion, like what are those qualities that somebody is like, Oh, I really love this because it's stop motion. Like, what is that?
1: Yeah. There's, there's a lot of different th- theories or, or elements that, uh, that it, that it has to do with. Um, the one that I really like is, uh, is the, um, the tactile, uh, that's yeah. like a tactility of the materials. Um, I can't remember the the um, the person who came up with this term is like the tactile eye, um, which is mm. is talking about how materials or like looking at materials with that tactility, they like beckon to be touched or like they when you see something that or a material that you're so familiar with they almost have a quality where you just can't help but You want to reach out and grab it or play right. with it. Um, like or, when you watch those, like people, how works.
0: those kids playing with slime videos on social media and you're like, wow, I really want to squish that stuff. You yeah, know? exactly. I and I
1: think that has some charm to it or like, uh, mm. I feel like toy manu- manufacturers must uh, know about it as well, because that's, you know, part of, um, of that as well. Um stop motion has that affiliation with like miniatures and miniature th- objects and and that has a lot of appeal to it um
0: i mean this theme comes across very clearly in your film because the whole the whole film is about like breaking the fifth wall i guess the of like being created by oh, yeah? a person too so like you you inst- like for me as a stop motion animator i super enjoyed it because it was like this is the stuff that nobody ever sees the rigs the behind the scenes the puppets breaking etc etc so like how does how does I guess like the tactile eye that makes total sense to me I've actually never heard that term I'm going to look it up afterwards but like how does that translate into storytelling specifically versus uh like somebody being like I want to touch this versus like I want to now watch a whole story of stuff I want to touch
1: uh yeah yeah that's yeah like uh, again it came from a place of research and so i wanted an, to come up with like a narrative that um that basically was ridiculously meta to the point where it it's like constantly reminding you that this is a handmade thing um but then i personally still like those conventional like uh character driven narratives where you can have that level of suspension of disbelief um and you can get lost in it and still enjoy the um those yeah more conventional narrative things um and so i a lot of my research was how do i balance those two things one that's very very reflexive and constantly is is reminding you that this is not real and at the same time these are characters you're you're starting to care about them um as if they're living and breathing um how do you marry those and like and be in that duality of of of, uh of headspace while you're watching the film um that's what interests me and I'm that i think that is is why yeah i was trying to leverage stop motion specifically because Hmm. um it inherently has those qualities where you're like oh those are real fingerprints or those are someone made that like it's 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 so ingrained in in the charm of the
0: of the medium so uh maybe just like from a production standpoint i'm curious like how big Of a team, I guess, was the filmmaking or was it all mostly just you? Because when I look up credits, it just it says, like, you know, your name is all over you're over it. (laughs) Uh, So it's a little.
1: Yeah, it's an 11 minute film. And yeah. I did the, the puppet making and the set building and the animating. I directed it, I wrote it, I did the voice of the main character as well. Um And I also had, uh, which I guess is one of the more important things is I had two supervisors from the university who were with me the entire way. So I was always, um, you know, having A week on a weekly basis, um, having these meetings and that that's where I was bouncing ideas around. And um, that's was a big part of that creative process.
0: Wow. I mean, congratulations. So like, okay, so um, I think that's incredible. 11 minute film for one person and to do the extent of what it also took
1: uh it also took three years as of the other well, part still that,
0: so, the extent yeah. of what you did and to the level you did and obviously you know it's got a, all this recognition i'm curious though like you know you said you said before that you had a struggle trying to get media attention towards this film that you spent your three years of your life on you know that's a huge commitment and then it comes out and it, it it's, does the the like you have to spend money to get it fi- screened in festivals etc cetera, etc cetera, and then it started winning some awards. Tell me about the journey of getting Oscar nominated. Like, you know, not I'm just curious, like as somebody who's never been Oscar nominated, uh, like what? How does that go? Like, obviously, you have to win some qualifying festivals. But like, you know, what is the the process like of that experience?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, you you don't set out as a, as a researcher or a student filmmaker thinking yeah this is going going to the oscars like that's uh, <laughs> definitely not the process um and so but what were you hoping when it,
0: I, what were you hoping happened to it afterwards
1: oh honestly like when the um f- when we finished the film um i remember having a meeting with my supervisors thinking okay the film's done um i like it um and uh, there was this feeling of is this going to even get into a festival or like where is this too strange or weird um the film has a lot of distracting stuff happening around the borders um and there was always that fear like this is going to be too much or it's uh yeah it's too strange or too distracting um and so originally it was about let's look for some maybe niche uh, obscure festivals that um might accept this because um, part of this was I needed a publication requirement for my uh, doctorate, which one of the right. ways you can do that is through um, uh, having your work, which is my my short film published through a festival um, exhibition. Um, so that was the, the, the goal back then was just to get into a festival. So um, it's published. Um, and so we sent it out, uh, to a lot of different festivals, like student festivals, short film festivals, animation festivals, um, trying to find an angle of like, okay, it's an animation festival. So there's a lot more spots for animated shorts. Maybe that's, it'll more likely to get into that. So there's all these sort of like strategizing of like, which I don't think any of it worked. I, I don't like I don't know. Um, but, uh, um yeah we could have sent it out and um uh months go by um and I remember we got like one or two festivals here or there um one of the first ones that I got into was an animation festival in Ireland called Animation Dingle um and it was uh, uh they had a stop-motion category and the judge for the category was Peter Lord from uh, Ardman. <laughs> Um, And so just to know that he watched the film was like this big moment of, of one of your heroes, like a rock star, like, right, like him, right. who watched your film. I even um, read
0: from an article him, like, commenting on it, which is really cool. He
1: did. Yeah, he said, this is done with immense flair and inventiveness. The voices are great. And for me, tonally, it doesn't put a foot wrong. Just clever and funny. And I've memorized that because I've read it over (laughs) and over. Um, Because that was that moment of like this film connected with someone, someone like that. And um, uh, because up until that point, it felt like a failure in a way of like uh,
0: Mm.
1: or like or to me, I it's like it didn't feel like the film that I set out to make, or that it wasn't to the standard that I wanted, or. and I think that happens sometimes when you get to an end of a project and you and you're just sick of it. Um, uh, so I think that's important is like still put it out, still see what happens. Um, because I had no idea that that this was was coming around the corner. Um, but yeah, that was really cool. Like um being a stop motion animator from my neck of the woods in Brisbane, Australia, you kind of never think you'll have anything to do with uh like the, the the big epicenters of stop motion like ardman or leica or um so to kind of be in in those circles or like ha- knowing those people are watching your work um is daunting and also really cool like i definitely wasn't and i'm glad i wasn't thinking about that while i was making the film all right what um, is peter
0: lord gonna think of this yeah <laughs> <He's> exactly <it>. <laughs> <laughs> but he inevitably judges it later. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay. Um, so like, so so that like was... how did how how did you find out you were Oscar nominated at that point? So you got into yes. some festivals, you know, and like you know, you won some things. How did you how does that go? Does does Mr. Oscar himself send you an email? Uh no,
1: I it's uh so you have to have an eligible award um is the first step. Um and so yeah, there's lots of festivals that have these um, eligible, uh, categories that if you win an award, you can then submit to the Oscars. Um, the one that I won was the, um, Melbourne International Film Festival. I won the best Australian short film. Um, and so that makes it eligible. I also, um, went to the student Academy Awards, um, where I won, uh, the gold medal for animation, and that also makes it eligible. So, double double nice. eligible um and so uh you've used that as your I guess ticket to to submit um and so that was a big moment of like wow we've submitted to the Oscars that's amazing never thought that would happen but that's it you know like that's the nothing else will happen um from that um and then you forget about it months go by um and then you get an email saying you've made it to the shortlist which is top 15. And you're looking at the list and you're like, I recognize these films. Like these are like legit uh, proper films. And then you see your film in that list as well. You're like, Whoa, like uh, that's incredible. Um, You're like, that's amazing. That's it though. (laughs) You know, it's not going to go further than that. Um, And then uh, the next step is the nominations. And that's, um, uh, I think you find out uh, around Christmas time or maybe, yeah, I think it a later, yeah, something like that. Um, and, oh no, i no, that's the the nominations you find out live. Right, they announce them. Um, so I was stayed up really late and watched it. Um, and that's a weird moment where you hear your film being read out, and my the name of my film is "An Ostrich Told Me the World is Fake and I Think I Believe It." So that in itself is ridiculous, and <laughs> and then you're like, oh my gosh, that's it, this is happening, and um. And then from that moment forward, it just becomes this crazy circus of of uh, of people uh, wanting to do interviews or to... Like, was me, your inbox
0: um, blown up the next day? Like, you went to bed and then woke like, up and you had...
1: I didn't go to bed. That was probably a mistake. I, I was, <laughs> was up. Um,
0: so what did it feel? Uh, it's just like, you know, you watch somebody announce your film's name and then suddenly... Mm-hmm all the contact information you've put out there is blowing up
1: yeah yeah and i like i think what you're supposed to do is you have a team around you or at least like a publicist or something where uh the emails go to but it was all funneling to me and so it was just like overwhelming um and that did not stop for a couple months um where it was just like uh yeah unreal and um and amazing as well like I had um uh like animators from Australia like um like Adam Elliott uh who, who won an Oscar uh for his short film he reached out and we had a lovely uh conversation and invited me to his studio and it's like oh great I gotta I'll get to come down and and um and visit his studio and stuff like that so that that was unreal and um those sort of yeah things that all of a sudden you're you're meeting all these people that you look up to and um and you're constantly reminding yourself to be like isn't this great you know (laughs) like this is and in between like responding to emails and doing uh interviews and um yeah it was it was a crazy crazy time
0: i mean that's that sounds amazing and like such a joy to experience i guess like just listening to you talk sounds like it was just amazing <laughs> i'm wondering um like okay so you're spending three years in the drudges of making the short the short film in school you put it out there you're kind of disappointed at first nothing happens then slowly momentum builds excitement etc cetera, etc cetera. like how does this and and you also mentioned like is it time to go into CG? Does this whole experience not give you more motivation to go harder on stop motion specifically, or are you just more interested in storytelling, and stop motion happen to be the outlet for what you created?
1: Um, I I really care deeply about stop motion, but the story is also the thing that yeah. that uh, people are going to care about, uh, like probably more than i care about stop motion like uh i i think um like do, do just normal everyday people care that much about no stop motion? i don't know uh, maybe not but um i think uh yeah that, that story is probably the yeah the thing that um that matters most or
0: um um, yeah it's it's true you're 100 right it doesn't matter what medium it is even if it looks amazing but the story is not there people are not going to care
1: yeah but in saying that I really like stop motion
0: so um, then so okay so yeah i mean me too but like what is so what's happened since you know this is a years like you know you spent three years during covid etc uh then months a whole year for the oscar nominations to go by that's already passed like now it's Further on like what is what is i guess like what's happened since i'm curious i mean obviously well i, I know you've done a couple of projects in stop motion since but like has this kicked has the oscars helped kick off a career for you in stop motion specifically
1: yeah yeah definitely like it's the it's the best possible outcome i think um great
0: that's so, amazing
1: yeah i um yeah it's 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 that moment where where I you have I have to think more about those big goals or dreams or um those things that I thought would take you know 10 years or however long um those kind of big dream projects what are those because now's the t- time to start um to start yeah. making those uh, a reality um which uh which definitely wasn't the case when I finished this film um I think the dream for me is always has always been, um, like feature animation, um, like longer narratives. Um, and, um, I think when you see the short film, it kind of feels like it wants to be a longer thing or it's, um, uh, yeah, I, I, it's strange because I've done the micro stuff as well, which is like 15 seconds. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, it's kind of strange that I've, I've gone very small short films and, and longer, but, um, yeah, I think the the stories that I want to tell need to be longer in some way or like I feel like I want to tell longer stories. Um, and uh like the um nouns short that I did uh, for um for the nouns short festival um that was 30 seconds and I was like, okay, I'm I've only got 30 seconds um and I think the the short that I ended up making, kind of implied a much larger like story like it felt like uh your channel surfing and you sort of land on this 30 second moment um which was kind of what the, the what i wanted to make um
0: so is uh, so like okay so so the Nouns project or the sorry the Nouns shorts festival um like was that a direct result of like you know all the momentum that you had from the previous short that you had like tell me about how you pitched that because I, kn- I know they did like a call for submissions. Um, and then, like, I think like you could vote or people could vote on what, like, I don't know. Just tell me about the whole experience, I guess. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, like, yeah, I had met the stupid buddy people, uh, like some of the, the, uh, the team there. And, um, and they, oh, you,
0: you went to the US, I guess, or they came to Australia.
1: I, no, I like a Zoom call, like oh, Zoom like call. this sort of thing. Um, they just
0: how did you meet them? You're just like, hey, I want to s- s- see what's up. Well, my managers
1: set it up, and that's the other thing. I through this whole experience, I now have managers who
0: wait. Um, okay, tell me about having a manager can do that so, sort of thing. So, like a manager just reach out and say, like, hello, you've been Oscar nominated. Do you have anybody representing you yet? And and like, I would like to do that.
1: Well, yes, but for the <laughs> that was at the. Um, the student academy awards. It happened at that stage when we were talking and, and I was trying to figure out, okay, what's a manager and how's that uh what does that mean? And and um that's how I how new, how new I was to um to Hollywood and how that all works. Um, um and so yeah, we would had meetings every now and then. Um, and it wasn't until the Oscars came around that that, uh, yeah, they finally were, uh, I said, yeah, let's, let's do this. um, And they were representing me. And from that point um, they would set up meetings and, and, um, and yeah, it was a really uh, awesome and helpful. And particularly when I was over there, um, uh, like before the Oscars, um, that's, that's how I guess I I got to meet different people was, uh, was through, through my managers setting up meetings and stuff like that. That's awesome. So stupid Stupid Buddies was one of those. And um they loved the film and that was really cool. And we got a chat and um they told me about this this project that they were they're working on, uh, which was this Noun's short uh festival, um, where they it's kind of like this uh crowd-funded sort of festival where um where yeah the audience kind of votes on what they want to see made um and then uh, those people get money and they make their uh thing they want to make um and that was that was pretty freeing i guess like uh for me i hadn't animated since the um since my short film which was like over a year at that point um and so i wanted to feel like an animator again um
0: you wanted to uh, animate cloth blowing in the wind for 30 seconds
1: for 30 seconds. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, and it was like a crazy, like that was right in the, in the thick of it as well. Like, um, I... so, okay.
0: So like, okay. So I guess for people who haven't seen your noun short is there's like a dead jellyfish person and there's mm-hmm. like a policeman standing kind of off frame. And then there's like a shark detective wearing yes. a scarf standing there uh and just for 30 seconds like rambling on about how they're going to solve this mystery and then they just go into the water at the end and then the policeman is like okay (laughs) yeah that's right it's short yes that's very good but i'm just i'm just curious like you're not at school anymore you don't have those resources anymore it's been it's been a while now you have a manager. And then suddenly uh, you get funding to make a short film like what you are just like, great, now I'm going to make a studio and uh, make this thing quickly, like, like, tell me about the whole process. Also, uh, having an audience and asking them what they want seen and then creating those things is sounds like a really smart idea, actually. <laughs> like, we're hey, guys, we're doing a film festival. What do you guys want to see? Here's some ideas. And then people were like, this. Yeah. And then, and then you will vote. It. And then, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and and the yeah the people who who contributed as well. There's so much variety and a lot of stop motion as well, which is cool. Um, yeah, I
0: think uh, I think I think almost every other stop motion animator that made something for that I've had on this podcast, like Adam Taylor. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. They had like Patograph and Tattergraph, like, Ainsley yeah. Oh, yeah. Anderson.
0: hasn't come on. Um, Waver, yeah, 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 well, I mean, yeah, Waiver, yeah, 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 yeah. It was. It was. I. I mean, I was. I was following it when it came out because I. Because like everybody I follow on social media was like, oh, "I'm making this thing," and it was so fun to like watch. Anyways, so tell me about that experience. You haven't. You. You don't have the resources of school anymore. You have a manager, and then suddenly you're like, "Now I have to make something."
1: <laughs> yeah, it was a real challenge because also back when I was a student, you had a lot more time. Like you could block out a week and and just animate uh, nonstop. I think it was the first time I was like that's not going to happen anymore I don't think so it was kind of uh, the uh challenge of it was finding moments where I could block off a couple of hours here and animate a bit of this and um uh yeah I think that was the was the challenge I spent a lot of the time making this uh shark puppet um and uh I think I enjoyed that a lot um And then, uh, yeah, the idea is, is like you described, um, it's kind of, it's not really a story. It's this sort of moment uh, that implies a larger story. Um, uh, And I think if you think about it any longer, it kind of falls apart of like, why is this uh, detective uh, shark? Like, how does that work? I
0: don't know, it made sense to me. You see dead jellyfish washed up on the beach and then it's like... uh, this is a crime scene obviously
1: (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it was uh yeah it was fun to to animate again um because like how long
0: how long did the full production because it was 30 ish seconds how long does that full production take you to make you said you spent a while Um, you didn't have as enough time as you did in school like like is that yeah it
1: was it was about two months I think was was how much time we were given of that time I don't know how much I ended up using um but uh yeah it was, it was a lot of like weekends and
0: late nights um and, are you uh, were you working and, full time on that or were you
1: no no it was oh. uh it was kind of like uh anytime i had free time i kind of did that um and uh it was a it was really fun and it was like a it was because also the other, the other part of it was like you were free to kind of d- do what you uh want like the um stupid buddy team they didn't have any kind of influence over the story they're like yep do what uh do what you want as long as it um uh included that uh a noun character um or a character from the nouns universe um in some way shape or form then that's uh that fit the brief um so yeah it was very freeing and you could uh yeah Just go go crazy with your your idea, and um, and then you knew that uh, like however many other artists were also making something, so that was really cool, um, and that that all came together at the end in a big sort of uh, collage of different um, yeah, different little short films.
0: Nice, nice. So, um, it sounds like you have primed yourself for a career in stop motion. uh like like so you also said you're working so like are you working in animation right now
1: uh uh every now and then like I did the um this uh nouns short festival um and then there was a lot of uh off the back of ostrich um there were like like my film school uh wanted me to do stuff off the back of that mm-hmm. um to promote their <laughs> film school um, that sort of thing um and then also um going around and talking to like uh film like st- st- universities and uh high school students and and going to festivals and giving master classes and that kind of thing um so you haven't happened. even had
0: time to settle back down at home Sounds like- yeah
1: so after the oscars it kind of gave this second wind to the festival run and, wow. and and a whole new sort of people uh a new like group of people were watching my film um and uh and so yeah it kind of kept going and um at the si- same time like um taking meetings with with like hollywood types and <laughs> uh and yeah meeting people and um and talking about what that, you know, next thing will be. um, And do you know uh, what the next thing is? uh, Eventually I will. Uh, I'm slowly (laughs) figuring that out um, and going through old notebooks and, um, and yeah, I, 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 think I'll know when, when I finally, just ripped my headphones out. Um, (laughs) When I finally find that uh, idea, Yeah, I I think it, yeah, I'm just not there yet,
0: I don't think. That's Um, fine. That's fine. Because, like, I was curious, you know, like, uh, if you have, because you you started off by saying there's not a lot of opportunity of stop motion, specifically in mm. Australia. Um, And if you were going to continue this path in Australia, or deciding to work at a studio internationally or you know stay out like I don't know but it sounds like you you're kind of just open to like letting the future come to you right now which is very interesting yeah well if, too, if yeah. you look at, at
1: my journey so far um you can't really plan that and so is right. is I yeah I don't like to plan it out too much um just because it the, yeah you don't know what like even the nouns short film festival like that's such a strange opportunity that comes your way right it's like Oh, well this is really weird and cool right, the amount and, of like factors uh,
0: that have to happen coincidences for that to like you had to like win the oscars to get a manager a year later <laughs> You yeah, had to meet the stupid buddy uh, team and, meet the stupid buddy uh, team to be introduced to you to this random op- like i mean yeah. honestly that's like how a career in stop motion at least for people who don't live in the us and the uk goes <laughs> that's how mm-hmm. i like the stop motion projects i've got have been like Oh, I joined a creative team of artists who, one is like internationally in New York, but they happen to take a mentorship program with somebody in Toronto who is looking for a stop motion animator. And then they, like the, the amount of, it's like the most random connection. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and you hear and, and those like,
1: stories so often. Of, yeah, like, but the thing is like, stop motion person, you know, you mentioned
0: they... before you want to get into CG, but like everybody does CG, but like, um, mm unfortunately i don't have a full-time career in stop motion it's it's more of like i have a full-time career in 2d animation hand-drawn right now for my past couple years but i take stop motion projects when i can which usually ends up being one or two or three a year um but like because it's so niche uh not a lot of like everybody in my life extended family people i met like 10 years ago everybody knows i'm do stop motion like people like come out of the cracks like people were sending me your like the trailer for your video that I hadn't my oh, yeah? years, being like, "Hey Terry, have you seen this thing?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's because I saw it immediately when it came out because I follow this stuff." Or <laughs> 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 like, you're already late to the game, but like everybody knows you do stop motion, and so like mm. you get those weird, strange opportunities because of the weird, strange connections you have. Because people are just like, "Oh yeah, uh, Lachlan does stop motion. I should, I should get in touch with Lachlan. So mm. yeah, but. I guess, like, I, I, maybe my final question for you is, like, so you've done a lot of academia, world. Um, and then for the last, I guess, like, year or so, you've been kind of just, like, uh, seeing where your future takes you. You, yeah, But, like, that takes, like, a certain mentality to get through that. Like, you know, all the opposing forces of the world are saying, like, take a stable full-time job, figure out your career, uh, like, you know, all these things. And, like, even to pursue stop motion storytelling and to go back to school so you can just specifically do that for three years and then like you know just how uh like you've been able to treat um your pursuit of this craft with a certain mindset that would get you to the oscars in the first place not that you're like super anxious trying to i don't know trying to create something you think is going to be like socially media uh popular etc like I guess this is a very rambly question of saying like what is the what is the mental mentality you've had that's like pushed you through all these obstacles and all these years to like be in this state where you can create really creative stuff and and like uh, pursue storytelling in the way that you want to
1: yeah yeah was a great question i i think um yeah every time i do have that thought of like oh is now the time to switch to something else or to uh, yeah, I think it comes back to okay, I could spend time uh starting from scratch on a new medium, whether it be CG or a completely different field. Um, I like I could also spend that time invest, like continuing to invest in stop motion. Um, because uh, yeah, I think like in my early 20s, m- making the ostrich film, it, it was more like okay, I'm investing in these skills now hoping that eventually they will pay off i think yeah. that um that is the mentality there i think it's like um because it, in animation it's a very difficult skill and it just takes an insane amount of practice um there is that sort of uh you just uh i just practicing and doing whatever you can um to continue investing in, in learning and Um, and that's never going to stop really that's uh there's always more to learn and um uh like all the other skills like like uh, 3d modeling and stuff like that that's all filtered back into um the work that i do of like 3d printing and um and uh i'm learning a lot of like post-production stuff at the moment like match moving and um and stuff like that and and um very interested in like the virtual production buzz at the moment as well and like what's that about and how could that be used for what i'm doing it feels like something like it would be doing now of like virtual production for stop motion like it feels like a very like a thing maybe um what do you mean virtual the... production oh like uh you know like a um like an led screen wall like a, like a mandalorian oh, I see, I type see. thing but for stop motion um i mean like
0: maybe yeah sure I, i'm sure they're i mean they're working on a feature film right now over there so yeah, uh, I, yeah. they're sure they're doing some stuff. Well, like in
1: terms of like technical innovation i always look to them because they're always uh, oh, of you know <laughs> using crazy technology doing um cool stuff i think uh, it's
0: i think it's interesting that you have you're like i'm gonna invest in this one streamlined path because that's gonna hopefully pay off more in the future than uh, uh stopping and starting to invest in a different more i guess mm, commercially viable path if that makes sense i mean not to say that stop motion is not commercially viable but like cg for instance like everybody everybody's doing cg <laughs> versus yeah like, i think that everybody's is doing part of it's
1: like at, at least this is a point of difference like it's it is it is a new, unique kind of thing like when someone does want stop motion um there's i guess yeah you is a smaller pool but at the same time i'm i want there to be more stop motion animators in in so uh, yeah that's why i i like doing the master classes in the talks yeah. and stuff like yeah. that um to kind of yeah to do what i can with with this moment of um uh, yeah of, of, of people um, talking about my film and and uh, particularly with yeah you know, high school kids and and film students and stuff like that, I'd of like hey, give stop motion a go, and then maybe, well, yeah, the one or two of those people will be like, this is for me, and then um, and then yeah, that's uh, my selfish dream of of wanting more more stop motion animators, um in my neck of the woods, um,
0: yeah, I mean that's that sounds great to me, and and, and like. Yeah, I'm trying to think back, like if I was in high school and somebody came in or like even university, if somebody came and did a talk and they're like, here's here's what I've done in stop motion. That would be like so inspiring for me because I'd be like, wow, oh. I like all these things. I like stop motion. I never thought about it as a career, but or even just like pursuing it at, at this level. But that's that sounds amazing. So 100 um, percent. Maybe as we're wrapping up, is there any is there any like final final thoughts you have for those listening? You know, just hearing your career journey has been super inspirational like you know you you found this medium that you loved. you wanted to s- tell some stories you you sacrificed a lot you went back to school because they had the resources and and whatnot to pursue this and then uh to see you know wild you know wildest dreams you didn't even dream of them happening which is amazing like every you know being oscar nominated is is phenomenal um and like millions of people have seen your you're i'm sure millions of people have seen your short like i went to the theater to see it so <laughs> uh, yeah, is there any is you know yeah. and, and you know you like even you said you want to inspire maybe one or two other people out there is you know maybe if somebody's listening right now is there something you'd say to them
1: yeah uh give it a go you know you find something uh start moving it around and 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 see if it's for you it's yeah. definitely not for everyone um but uh you know it's it's it you there's always that fear that it's that it'll disappear or or it's too antiquated but you know it's at every stage it it keeps popping up and there's still people around who love it and i think that's what keeps it alive um
0: yeah 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 honestly and when you do it you find those other people who love it too and you connect on this thing so i think that's like an added an added benefit you don't even think of like just pursuing this thing you love you're going to find other people who love it too and and who you would never connect with otherwise so yeah all right Lachlan is there anything is there anything else that you wanted to share before we uh, wrap it up
1: yeah that's all it's been
0: great chatting with you
1: and yeah thanks for having
0: me on of course uh and if you're listening you want to you want to reach out to or follow Lachlan you can do so by checking out his website which is LachlanPendragon.com or checking out his instagram which is LachlanPendragon as well and I'll include both those links in the description of this chat and that's all for now so thank you so much for listening okay bye the music for this podcast was composed by Willem Mendo and the graphics by Han Wang I encourage you to look them up if you've enjoyed their work